And just like that, we are back on the Gatehouse Podcast. Back with you, JB. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, nice uh, session online tonight. Uh, I think there was a lot of good questions posed, all that good stuff. Yeah, it was it was good. It's just I get irritated on lives because the comments disappear for long periods of time and then they come rushing in. So it's a little bit aggravating for sure. Right, right. And the consistent theme is uh, just go down in the basement and do this and that. And it's like anybody who's spent any time down there knows that that's not a place you, you hang out for long periods of time. Yeah, and I can imagine those are kids, man, you know, and it's just like every teenage boy that's like, oh, this isn't real, and, you know, that's that's what it is. The older people that have to deal with it, like, let's say the more mature people, for sure, are like, yeah, fuck that, don't go down there. <laughs> but then there are the people that, you know, they want to see what will happen, but I would say that's on the younger side. Right, and that was the whole point of like this podcast tonight, because uh, like everybody has got theories about what's going on with your basement, what that thing is, so on and so forth. But nobody has really said, JB, what do you think of your situation? What do you think it is? No, not once. And like I said, you know, some people are on there. They're like, you know, obviously they think it's a demon or an imp or this or that, or a gin, gin. a dibic, yeah. we've heard that theory. So, all right, here's your platform. What do you think is going on in your situation? What do you think that thing is? Eight years of this. It's been a variety of things, man. You know, the way it started out, it was real simple things that you would notice but wouldn't think about consciously then you know things started moving in front of you and doors opening footsteps voices conversations in the background when you live out in the middle of the country there's no one around that's ready to you know start whispering outside or talking outside because that'll get your ass shot you're trespassing in the middle of the night that's a family of kids in there it's just not a good idea right and uh like even on your uh, i think it's youtube might be on tiktok as well there was an early video of like the door opening and you were actually excited at first hell yeah man i just caught it on video there's no string nothing attached there was no windows down there that could have opened it like that like i was like yes my first piece of fucking footage now i know i'm not crazy fuck yeah and i showed steve and he looked at me he's like fuck you dude we're not talking about it stop doing that and that was clearly like a short period of euphoria that went to just you know how you feel about it these days which is just like indifferent or are you terrified of that thing or what's your feelings on that as it progressed i would say when i really hit a low point in my life um i think that overshadowed it you know the real life aspect so when it you know everything will pass but going through hell i don't think it could have affected me 
any more than what life was, if that made sense. So it, in some cases, would amplify to a point where I had no other choice but to acknowledge it. Um, and it, it dragged me down, man. It, it made things worse, like suicidal. I was in the hospital for a little while. You know, it just... Uh, it combined, and I, I think I manifested it like it couldn't possibly get any worse for me at this point. And I, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I, I harbor things, and I dwell on them, and it really gets to me And that, you know, I've had some things happen in life, you know, not like weird shit where I've been raped or anything like that, you know, just just hard times just that I've seen and that, you know, some people would never imagine going through. And I think that my inability to let that kind of stuff go opened up the door for something bad to come out. So you think it's like a manifestation, like a fi- like a figment of your ma- uh, imagination or like a festering? Real. It's like when you think about something so much that eventually it might happen. Well, I've, I've thought about things like that. I think it's a mix of my emotion and the way I project things that, you know, it, it absolutely came about. Maybe I opened up a door to it or it's all in my mind. But, you know, like the the doctor that I've been talking to, the psychiatrist, that, you know, physical manifestation, you know, can be real to the point where other people experience it, too. It's a, a lot of focused, bad energy that, you know, things like this may feed on. But there's no definitive scientific proof about any of it. It's hard to disprove. It's hard to debunk. It's just... You know, I, I, I do, man. Like, I, I, I dwell on things. I do. And it's hard for me to let some things go. It, it just is. It's just the way I've genetically made. And to be honest with you, going through the church aspect of it, um, it some of it made sense. It just depends on what side of the spectrum you went. Catholics are much different than Southern Baptists and Muslims are much different than Jews. And then when you mix all the other ones into it, it's, you know, some like Scientology to Mormons, like some are fucking straight up cults. And everything that I've looked back to, demonic things like that have have existed since the beginning of time. You know, when, when things were actually been able to have been written down and in all civilizations that has talked about evil. And if you believe in evil, then you have to believe in good. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard for like certain people, depending on like their personality and maybe their state of mind or their situation, it's hard for people to see the good in anything depending on where they are in life. Well, yeah. I mean, if you believe that what you're going through is that bad, that's going to project as evil and bad energy, in my opinion. It really does. And when you project it that much, 
it's you know and how you perceive it it could you know definitely come out and open up a door for that to come out how many comments have you read personally that you know it feeds on that oh thousands of them because like the internet and social media is just like a cesspool and almost like a cultivator of like negative energy because it's in my opinion it's it's so much easier to be negative because it almost takes no effort to where if you're if you tip like one day you just sit there and I'm going to be positive all day. It takes a lot out of you at the end of the day. You are just exhausted and worn out. It's crazy how that works. Right. And like, now really hold that thought. Then you go through priests that aren't even in your religion that look at you like you're completely out of your fucking mind and ask you if you're a member of a congregation or believe in that faith. Can you imagine what it's like to be a Jewish guy asking a Catholic priest for help. Oh, that's got to be really odd. Imagine how that went. Now really think about that. Oh, God, they, that's, that's got to be like, odd. Out of my fucking mind or try to convert me. And it's weird how they, like, associate the Catholic faith with, like, all the, you know, exorcisms and, like, demonology and lore. Did you get that Dude, kind of vibe? Every religion. They have it. They have exorcists in the Jewish religion for sure. That's something that's very real to them. Did you get that kind of vibe when you were talking to like the Catholic priest that uh, they were there to help? No, not at all. It was like, go deal with your own people. We have nothing to say. It was almost like an animosity. So they were very polite about it, but you can feel it. It's a tense feeling in the room for sure. And then I lied about it, which probably didn't help anything, you know, and just to try to get some type of resolve from it. And I think it eventually that, you know, with some of the things they were saying, just wasn't buying it. Like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, that's not how it went down. And that's because that's how I was raised. So to hear somebody preach it with such conviction, I'm like, God damn, this guy's a good salesman. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I don't think that I had an open mind to it at all. And, you know, the further things that you go, I, fascinating to me was the Native American. You know, I, I loved how warming and loving they were and helpful. And they tried to deliver the message to me as easy as they could. You know, it wasn't sugar-coated, but it was like, always look on the bright side. So apparently a ritual cleansing, it takes a number of elders. It's not just one person coming in with sage and a feather and, you know, doing that. That's, that's just prepping it for the shit that they have to go through. So, I mean, preparing for that and having the initial person come in and doing all the sage, it got pretty bad, you know, it scared them and, you know, it's not something that they normally get to see. Some of the elders that will be visiting here, you know, in the future, I don't know exactly how I felt about it. I, things did act up after that. Um, so that kind of worried me. Like maybe we opened up a door again to something that wasn't there. But it always seems to be aimed at me every person that I've talked to that actually had some clue, which a lot of them didn't, man. Like the non-denominational, those are just good salesmen that can speak in front of good people. They're, they're wholehearted good people, but they have no idea about that realm. And 
I found through the religious aspect of it, they all have very similar beliefs in, you know, how to get rid of it through prayer and, you know, that route. Because there's a lot more into it. Just throwing holy water and saying body of Christ. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <coughs> so it was kind of the same theme. Every time you brought somebody in, the activity gradually got worse? Or did it just kind of go It off? was a yeah, absolutely nothing would happen. They'd get scared. They wouldn't want to be around me. All of them tried to convert me because they said that I need spiritual healing. And I get it. You know, if it's following me, great. You know, that's just one more thing that I have to fucking worry about in life with taxes and everything else. Um, raising teenagers, it's just an added, added extra at this point. You know, I'm I'm going to stand my ground. I'm firm in my beliefs. And, you know, I, I can't live in constant fear. And I think that social media has helped that out a lot. But it also has opened up a lot of different viewpoints, you know, leading back into the religion. I just, I don't buy it. I, I believe in God. I believe in a higher power for sure. I believe in all that kind of stuff. But I don't buy. It's like the Dybbuk box. You know, very few people are actually educated that are Vatican approved or through the rabbi and the, the higher up church of the, the Jewish religion um, that even can do it. There's one person in the United States that's approved by the Vatican that can perform a real exorcism. Good luck providing enough evidence to get that to happen. What's weird they, about that? They're is, about you. They don't give a fuck about your house. They want to come after and help you. It's the house they want you to move. And unless you show signs of possession, by that time, it's usually already too late. You just go to church and pray over yourself and hope for the best. And by the time, it's kind of like hospice. They either can cast it out or they don't. Think about the holiday, or you know, all the horror movies about it. How many of them really live a normal life after that? None of them. That's what was so, crazy to me when you you told me that you you pretty much have to be possessed before they'll help you. It's like, uh, so you don't treat anybody if this was like a medical thing. You just wait till you're infected and then try to no, do it. It's it's weird. No, they want to suck you into the church, and you have to have an abundant amount of fucking proof. And I mean some serious shit, like crawling up the wall backwards, puking out fucking, you know, green puke in your head spinning around type evidence before they'll even fuck with you. Because so many people relate fucking everything to demonic things like, oh, it must be evil to this day in 2022. So the amount of fucking proof that you have to provide these people is staggering because there's so many crazies out there. That's why you have so many non-believers because some people are genuinely fucking nuts. You've talked to some. Yeah, and then Hollywood doesn't help the situation by, you know, making over-the-top movies for basically entertainment when half that shit isn't realistic. Right. You know, it speaking in different languages and different tones that aren't possible, I can see that. But <laughs> levitating and doing all that kind of stuff, I can't really dismiss it because of what I experience. I have experienced things, you know, that not many people have come out and said. 
and I've taken all the heat for it. Yeah, and it it goes way back. I remember, you know, like the it movie does. Poltergeist in the eighties. You remember that shit where they had that uh, lady come in and this house is clear. And I wasn't even buying that shit as a kid. And they're still trying to push that kind of narrative that you have these these people that can come in and in a blink of an eye just, you know, cleanse a house. That would be the psychics. You know, even the Native American people are like, good luck, homie. <laughs> like, say some prayers. We can come do this, but we're not going to get rid of it. It's not going to leave. It's attached to you, homie. Like, <laughs> we can try, but as long as it's not hurting you and you can keep it at bay, there's a series of spells and rituals that you can do. And I mean, and this is going across the board. Voodoo people want nothing to do with me. Not at all. Yeah, I know you've told that story about on your trip, that lady was like hand on your back and she was like, ooh, no, 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 Get no. The fuck out of here. No way. And even when Rob came in there, you guys didn't walk in together. She could like sense it on him or see it on him or something. Told, you were leave. told him to leave. It was like, you, you're with him. Go. Nope. No, absolutely not. Don't even come in here. We have the right to reserve, you know, to re refuse service. You got to go. Right. Right. And that was fucked up, you know. I thought because we were ugly or that we looked like from out of towners. But yeah, she took one look at me and was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm not an ugly guy like that. Like, well dressed, smelt good, looked nothing like the locals. And she was like, nope, bounce. Yes. Asked me to touch me, and that was about it. Boom, go. So you definitely you think it's a manifestation of your own mind and. I don't think, you know, even scientists know a whole lot about the, like the human brain and what it's capable of. Exactly. That's the most logical after, I know that sound like I was going off on a tangent. It's just, I've, I've been through so many different aspects of it and, you know, trying to identify this, that, and the other and try so many different methods. The most logical one is, you know, I, he pinpointed some things that I can't let go of. I dwell on them, you know, and it's not psychotic. It's, it's just the way my coping mechanisms compile. And, you know, I have a lot of strong feelings about it that I can't let go that I think about every fucking day. And I think it, going through the hard time and doing all that, I opened up a door and it's still here to get me almost like a paranoia man i think that whatever it is that's here it's it's here to to torment me like you know like karma not that i've done anything bad or killed anybody i just think over time what i've been through and how i feel about it and i beat myself up over it i haven't been able to let it go and it's it's manifested in something that's, you know, here to stay and everyone can experience it. And there's no scientific proof behind it, but I mean, it's definitely a theory that's pretty well known about some pretty serious people. Yeah. A lot of people think that like the human brain is like an antenna and it can pick up, it can transmit and it can receive, it can go both ways. I mean, that sounds a lot like what you're talking about here that you can, not only send, but you can receive. Well, not only that, misery loves company. You can wear many face and lives. You know, you can wear many masks. And I think that I 
am guilty of that. I, I think that I put on a normal fatigue somewhat, you know, that I'm happy and I'm successful. and But inside, it's something completely different. That's, you know, it, it feeds off of, it's, it's a lot of things, you know, being scared or wanting to be accepted or, you know, I had my wife cheat on me with my best friends. So you're always worried about that now. Like, am I going to get in the car and wreck again? Cause I had a bad accident, you know, or is somebody mad at me or it's, it's always an internal thing that I've always had, you know, it's just after some events in my life that I'm not going to get into, it's, it's just been something that I've, you know, not been able to shake. And I think about it so much and I relate it to evil that that's the only thing I can trace it back to. This is like a series of adverse events that kind of just, you know, you carried and it just festered and one day just manifest into what you have today. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one specific individual that stands out that's no longer with us. I mean, I had altercations with him all throughout life and he died horribly. And, you know, I, I was terrified of him my entire life. That's just one of the many instances that, you know, I think that will come back and haunt you. But if there's one thing that I can remember was how this individual made me feel like would terrorize me like bully the fuck out of me and i'm a big dude and i played football two of the three levels college and high school and whatever it was about him you know just he broke me down he he had my number and you know the way he went out was violent and horrific and, you know, sadly enough, before all that happened, I you know, got into a physical altercation with him. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that day, you know, when he died. Like, it, it was bad for me, you know. And I always think that, you know, he's waiting around the corner, or, you know, or waiting to do something bad. And that's... To be honest with you, and I've never really explained this because nobody's ever asked, I, I get that feeling. I get that same feeling that I got since I was a kid all the way up through young adult. And do you think it, it like the entity is him singularly or do you think it's like a collection of just everything you've faced in life? Sometimes I just feel like it's like I felt back then. It takes me back to a place where I was like a little kid, like constantly that panicked, worried, like, oh, fuck. If if I walk around this corner and he's here, I'm going to get the shit beat out of me. I'm going to get bullied and my hair pulled and slammed on the ground, kicked, you know, all my shit thrown all over the fucking place. Like, you know, just fucking roughed up. And, you know, after so long, you just, it gets to be that panicked anxiety where you're like, fuck, not today. I can't take much more of this. And that's how I feel sometimes around here. And then there's other days where it's like a mixed emotion. 
you know it's it's the giggling and uh it's it's just fucked up shit that you know is designed with intent to to provide that anxiety to me man absolutely and after you go through some stuff at life that's you start to reminisce to you know back when it was bad and you know how it's evolved into what it is today i i can't tell you right it's the only thing that i can logically think that you know there's just certain things in my life that are, are still haunting me hmm. <laughs> you know about them so much that you know it's it's become reality almost and i know that sounds crazy but all the other all fucking alternatives i mean how how far-fetched is that i don't think it's far-fetched at all i think uh it's a genuine experience that you're going through and you know a manifestation is nothing to discount because there's been proven cases where people have manifest stuff and it it's it's negative yeah, and if it feeds off that inner part of me that I hide so well, then how do you get rid of something that you've made part of your 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 being? You know, I I can't get over certain things no matter what I try. Therapy, medicine, and at a certain point, people are like, "Oh, just stand up to it." Fuck you. You have no idea what I've been through, and why would I want to relive that? It's kind of like the movie Flatliners. They were fucking dabbling in shit that they shouldn't been in. And then all of those bad things that they experienced, even if it was just one, come back to haunt them. Well, I feel like I got a few going on around me. Yeah, that's that's just crazy that... Uh, I know if you can open a door, you should be able to close a door. And you probably looked into, like, you know, ways to do that. Well, how do you change your your... I've tried for seven, eight years now, man. You know how many years I've been through counseling? And that hasn't helped at all with any of the, like, experiences or events? It, yeah, I get tools that'll help me, you know, calm down. Like, when things start to really amp up, I get real tight-chested and almost like an anxiety attack, and I have breathing exercises. You know, I've been able to tune things out with music and noise, ambient noise. You'll never walk into my bedroom at night without some type of water or, you know, fan or, you know, ambient sound that I leave on black screen throughout the whole night because I can't sleep without it. I get too paranoid and it, it literally takes my mind into a new place and I get stoned, man. I don't care what fucking people think. I love weed because it, it numbs those senses that remind me of what's going on around me, you know, and sometimes when I'm numb to those things and I hear it, it's, and I don't react to it or I don't, you know, show any type of give, give a fuck. then yeah, man, it stops because misery loves company. And at that point I'm in my own planet watching a movie and I'm balls deep in the meat, you know, meat eater. Yeah. Some people, they like to judge others because, you know, they do things like weed or mushrooms. And it's like until you experience somebody else's life in their through their own eyes or walk in their shoes, you have no idea what that person is going through. Sometimes people need something just to get some sleep. Right. And it's not like I'm out there missing rent or sucking dick to get high for on marijuana. 
It's one of the cheapest drugs you can buy in Colorado right now. I mean, God, you can go get a gram of it for like eight bucks, get a joint for 10. If you need a fix that bad, it's readily accessible and it's not expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't lead me to anything like wanting to go out and buy a fucking pill, melt it down and shoot it in my arm. Like you see all these other fucking people do. I'm good with my weed. I realize that I have an ailment with alcohol. So I try to avoid that at all costs. But there's certain days that just like any adult where it's like, fuck, I need a drink. You know, and within moderation, even then I try to stay away from it because it's just not good for me. But just like any human, I, I fall off a wagon from time to time and you have to regroup and get your poop in the group when you know that something's not good for you. But I think we all have a hitch, but we just don't want to admit it. It's crazy because some people try to associate with everything you're experiencing with the weed. And it's like, no, weed doesn't do any of what's happening down in that basement. You know, those are the same thing, people that think that, you know, weed started the Vietnam War or Reefer Madness. Do you remember those propaganda films like about marijuana back in the day? I. <laughs> Our government's so fucking crooked and, you know, ass backwards. There's nothing wrong with marijuana. As a dad, I would much rather see my kids smoke weed than go anywhere near fucking alcohol. Alcohol will destroy your life. Marijuana will make you want to play video games and snack and even sometimes motivate you to go do things because you got that laser sharp fucking, you know, focus. Like I'm just going to zone out, do my job perfectly and, you know, block out everything else. This is solely what I'm doing. There's, there's variations of strains that help with specific ailments, (laughs) you know, and that's what a lot of these closed minded fucks don't realize. And like you said, the weed has been for lack of a better word, demonized for so long that it, you know, people often their, their, their way out of the argument is, Oh, it's a gateway drug to harder stuff. And I, you know, I could discredit anybody who thinks that. Oh, I would show them a P test every fucking day for the rest of my life. Just, just, just to be a dick about it. Be like, yeah, I, my, my levels of THC are high enough to kill a village but that's the only thing in there. And I'm prescribed that by a medical doctor. So you can fuck off. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to people that people still think that way. It's kind of archaic, but some people are just setting their ways, but um, yeah. like getting back Not to what's, what's going on with your, your, your basement and all the manifestation as you call it. Like when did you notice the activity intensified? Was it like over a period of years or was it months or what was it? After everything started to get better, you know, you get through the divorce, you get, you know, everything split up, you know, you, you do your classes. Like I got in some legal trouble. I'm not going to lie. I broke a phone and sent some bad text messages in Colorado. That's domestic violence. So, you know, the classes that I went through really helped. But that's when everything really started to to hit me is when I was in these domestic violence classes. Um, 
I mean, they have everything, the police report and everything in front of them. And they, they, they ask you some hard questions and it's front of the group and they make you explain shit. And, you know, it brings to light having to be truthful about what you fucked up on because you don't really realize how many fingers are pointing back at you until you point one out somebody else and realizing my faults and what I did wrong to end me up in that position is when I started to notice it amplifying. It was like, that's why I'm convinced it's partly karma. It's like, you know, all the things that you've done in life and didn't get in trouble for, you got in trouble for something as stupid as this. And then it was like it just started to spew out after that when it was self-recognition and taking accountability is when it really got bad. It was like it added to the guilt because I had to face the truth for what had happened and what I did. And it wasn't just that instance that I got in trouble. That's just the time I got caught. It was all the times that I was out with my buddies doing bad shit and, you know, just a meat grinder of stuff that you just make bad decisions on. It was like every bad decision I ever made all came to light all at one time, just by admitting one small aspect of the things that I've done in life and made that whole emotion come like, Oh man, if I can admit this, then, you know, I got to get all this other shit off my chest that I've been holding in and regretting. And I feel bad about, and, Dude, it was overwhelming for me. It was, it was enlightening, but it was scary, and it, it opened up my eyes to a new thing. And and there it was, man. Like, it, it really, it all came hitting me all at one time, just by being truthful once about you know a thing that I had to be truthful about, and it manifested into something that was evil, and it's. It literally feels like it's after me. It was everything combined as when it started to come out, and it was really obvious at that point. You think it's like a, the series of like uh, events over a lifetime that kind of compounded and snowballed, or do you believe in like previous lives that stuff carries over into? I don't believe in any previous lives. I don't believe in anything like that. I just think that periodically through life, people are put in a situation that brings to light everything that they were doing wrong that got them on the wrong track. You have all the opportunities in the world to take the right path. I had all the opportunities growing up to do things that most people don't have the opportunity to do. And I chose to take my own fucking path the whole way. And along the way, man, to get where I needed, I stepped on the little people. You know, I sold my soul to the devil to get where I needed to go. And figuratively, that just means that I would do anything it takes to get wherever I need to be. You know, and deliberately doing something that would put me ahead of somebody for a promotion and drinking the fucking Kool-Aid and going along with the flow and, you know, blind loyalty, which is bad. You know, doing stuff that you know is not right, but at the end of the day, you did it for personal gain. That's that's selling your soul to the devil to me. And there was, at one point in my life, there was nothing that would stop me. I would tear down my best of friends to get where I wanted to be. 
and I was incredibly selfish. I drank the Kool-Aid. I worked for a big corporate company. I got tied up in the, the Wolf of Wall Street style, you know, style living, drugs, prostitutes, you know, and still functioned and made a good money, man. Like I had no budget to, you know, refrain from my habits. You know, it's it, you really you you make it through a course of a day with different substances and you still perform at a high level, dude. It it fucking takes a toll on you. And you do bad shit along the way with that. You know, you cheat on your wife, you fucking snort cocaine off of a stripper's ass. You do crazy shit, you know, and that's all of that someday you're going to have to answer to. You have to answer to that person that you promised that you were going to love and protect and you have children with while you're out on a business trip fucking everything that came in the room. You know, those, those are things that people don't, you know, remember or understand that, you know, if you believe in karma and you believe in stuff like that, like all of that's going to come back on you one day, you know, and you go through all that shit and you finally hit rock fucking bottom, you know, and then your, your way out is through the system, which makes you stand accountable for all the things that you ever fucking did. And when you start to open up and be truthful about the one thing that you're supposed to, because they have it in front of you and they call you out and make you look stupid if you don't tell the truth. For me, like I said, it brought all of those things in life back to light. And like uh, like you were saying there, that uh, I don't think there's a person on this planet that can't uh, say that they at one time or another joined the mob and was pointing a finger at somebody else. You know, look at social media, look at just how we treat each other on an everyday basis. Right. Well, nobody made me do anything to anybody that I didn't choose to do. Nothing influenced me because I have the freedom of choice. No matter what God you believe in, that's one of the things that he gave us is the freedom, the, the free will. You don't ever do something accidentally. You do it because you fucking do it, plain and simple. Even when you're drunk, if you didn't get drunk, you wouldn't have put yourself in the position to do the things that you did. You knew full well that that was a consequence that could happen, but you chose to do it anyway. I don't believe in saying sorry because you wouldn't have done it if you didn't mean to do it. Yeah, there's a famous quote from a movie that uh, uh, I think it was uh, Mr. Woodcock where he said, I don't do sorry because sorry's for screw-ups and felons and I'm neither one. Well, it's just, you know, people try to wiggle their way out of shit, man. You know, and they, they use thing, words like I'm sorry or it'll never happen again or the the number one culprit is I love you. That word is thrown around way too much and when you compile it to use it to get what you want out of somebody that's another jar of shit that comes into that fucking pile that comes out and for me when i started to notice all the bad shit is when i came to a personal awareness that all of the stuff that i did to wind up to that point was all coming out and it was coming out in a way that was bad you know, it was my taste of my own medicine, whether it was a comment that I made or something that I did that was, you know, behind somebody's back or, 
you know, it all came back and it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't. I had a lot to answer for and I'm answering for it every fucking day now. And that's the only thing that I can logically think about is, you know, I put myself in this position we definitely, and this, this is the result. We definitely, uh, like you said, use the word, I love you and sorry, it was way too much. I think it's become watered down. There has to really be intent behind those words for them to have any meaning. Kind of like if somebody were to come over and give you a cross and say, this is going to solve all of your problems. If there's no faith behind it, it's nothing more than just, you know, a trinket at that point. Right. And, you know, a lot of people attribute shit to be like, oh, there's so much negativity out there. Then zone it the fuck out. Stay off your phone. Keep the TV off. Watch movies. Get on Amazon Prime and watch something that makes you laugh. You want to watch a serial killer movie that, you know, takes you through the steps of catching a psycho? Then, dude, watch that. You don't have to watch real life shit. Stay the fuck away from it. If you don't like somebody's content and you think it's misleading, then fucking ignore it. Make fun of it. Don't take everything to be gospel. Don't get so wrapped up into something that you start to physically manifest something. And it might not always be a ghost. It might not always be a demon. It just might be some type of warped reality that you're stuck in that, you know, is going to fucking destroy your mental capabilities of functioning as a human being. I think we all manifest something at some point. It just matters what happens to you at that point of life to where it starts to come to light. So do you think like people can manifest like tragic events, maybe like a car crash or uh, being at the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing? Well, yeah, I think if you think about something and you go looking for it hard enough, you're always going to find it, Tim. I've proven that. I went out on the road with Tim or uh, Rob. You know, I didn't get to see anything. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not looking through every fucking frame of these things. I'm looking for something like I felt at home and all I felt was sadness and sorrow and remorse. And, you know, that was at the hospital. I didn't feel shit at the power plant. You know, that the bridge that I went to where that lady hung herself, walking up to the actual castle where she lost her kid, I felt that like, oh my God, this is sad. Like this woman's wandering around just completely lost and her soul isn't going to go to heaven because she believed in, you know, God at to that point. If you kill yourself, you're in purgatory. This woman was lost. And, you know, when you publicize stuff and you got it in your head, like even there's a ritual that you go to do, like you do the opposite, I found. You try to have the conversation, you're respectful. And you'll start to get that eerie feeling like, yeah, you got my attention. I'm here, but it's the trying to communicate part that I just, I, I don't have the fucking patience for. I don't care about it. So do you think uh, that entity in your basement is possibly like you, like the negative side of you cast as like maybe a shadow or something like that? I more think that it's, it's all my bad deeds and not living a righteous life and having a non-care fucking attitude that turned itself into something that's evil because you know the way i was living my wife or life there for a while man it was reckless and you know self-destructive and 
like I said, man, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I did what I had to do. I'm, I'm successful and make good money. You know, and there was no one that I wouldn't step on to get where I'm at. And that in itself, man, is, you know, selling your soul. You 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 have none at that point. You you do everything you want because of money and a goal that, you know, profits nobody but yourself. And that's evil. That's That's an evil that, you know, is very real to me. And... At, at what point do you know when to stop? Because then it becomes an addiction and it's never enough. But then you're constantly having to step on new people to get even further up. When does it end? And it ended for me when, you know, it all started to come about. It's like an epiphany that I had, like, fuck, this is getting worse. If I don't stop. And it's, you know, it's going to overtake me. It really is. And I know that sounds like a mental problem, but when you can physically see it and it affects your family, it's not you that's waking up in the middle of the night hiding in the shadows because you're the one holding the camera. It's it's something that I invited, and it's given me a taste of my own medicine because I opened up the door through it through, you know, being aware of it. A lot of people just, they don't care enough to be aware. And, you know, mine was bad. It's going to make me pay slowly. I mean, that thing's got some interesting char- characteristic. It's like eight to 10 feet tall at times. It's like the deepest, darkest thing when it went in front of the camera. It's so densely dark that it's hard to make out anything other than like the silhouette of that. What do you think that's attributed to? Is that just, you know, compounded Holy. experiences? Six it was very in good shape did steroids in high school, very good athlete. I was a bully. I was a big dick. And I think it's a a bit of my own medicine because it's bigger than me and it's a bully and it scares me. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's given me a taste of my own medicine. It's in, in my opinion, if I don't find a rectify my wrongs or like I have been lately, I just, I don't give a fuck about trying to right the wrongs anymore. It's like, just whatever, you're going to take me fuck off. And it's, it seems to be that that's when it's, you know, amplified. It's when I'm not doing things out of my way to be nice or, you know, I wake up in a pissy mood and, you know, I take it out on the first person next to me or I'm prick for no reason. I can guarantee when I come home, I'm going to have a bad reaction from it. When I'm feeling big and I throw my weight around, then, you know, that's something that I come home to and it's something big and it throws its weight around. It sounds like it's connected to like your daily activities as well. Like, like you were saying, if you have a bad day at work, you just know you're going to come home and that thing's going to be acting out or you had an argument with somebody, it's, it, it's going to be amplified in the relationship with that thing. Well, it's a reminder everywhere I go, man, on billboards, on songs, like certain things that trigger that reaction or it's like, it's, it's with me there. Radio will start acting funky. Are you fucking kidding me? It's a brand new Audi. There's no way that the station should be coming in and static, you know, and it's, it's perfectly fine on my phone and it'll come back on with a weird song, you know, and it's it's like perfect timing it's little things that i've noticed everywhere i go 
You know, it's not like every time I, I turn around a corner, I'm seeing a dark shadow. It's it's subtle reminders of shit, but just a little bit here, a little bit there, and it it's constantly on my mind, which is, you know, why it it brought me to this conclusion again is that I can't let shit go, and it's like breadcrumbs that lead up to kaboom. There it is. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And like when you went on the trip with Rob, did you like feel like a heavy presence or did you feel like you were carrying that thing with you and did like Rob notice any kind of like change in the atmosphere? I first got to the Sally house. Um, at first I was scared because again, I'm not very friendly with priests. It's just, I think that their whole thing is a setup. I think that the majority of them have good intent, but they don't fucking know what good is or evil because they've never been face-to-face with either. The gentleman that walked out of the Sally house told me good luck, so it put me on edge. I went in, heard the first noise when I sat down, walked through the whole house, recorded everything, nothing, did some provoking, nothing happened. The moment I sat down and left that little light bar thing next to me is when it started to react, and it scared me, man fucking preacher told me good luck and left so i waited for the team to get there and you know it was a lot easier to deal when i had other people there because i didn't feel so trapped and alone but whatever was walking with me was a lot scarier than what was in that house and the activity definitely picked up but it didn't manifest into something that was you know visually seen because I just think that what's ever following me is more intimidating. And you, you feel the sadness, but at the same time, you feel the fear. And that's how I, I, I knew that the Sally House, in my opinion, had been dealing with something that's very maniacal and has no good intent for eight years of my life. Whatever's in that house is, you know, it's kind of a dick, but it's not evil. It's a... It's a big difference, and that's the type of feeling that I was looking for. You know, did we hear weird shit and have experience? 150%. I've sent you the videos. Mm-hmm. Those things are not supposed to happen. And I think we all agree that, like, anywhere you go, you're kind of like an amplifier for the activity that's there because of what you seem to carry with you. Did, like, Rob notice any of that, or what did he allude to anything like dude this is Rob said that the activity around me was longer and stronger but again we're not going anywhere that you know the devil should be popping around the corner if you go looking for the devil you're going to find him but if you go to places that are sad and you know people died in anyway that's a hospital people went there to die before Katrina people just happened to die there during it as well that's sadness, man. Think about all the times that you've been to the hospital for a family member. If you have been, a lot of people have it. They stay out. And just watching a family member, you're slowly drifting away. You know, that's when you go to the hospital, unless it's for an emergency, it's people are known to die there. There's nothing evil about it. It's the people that are evil. <laughs> Do you see any kind of like difference in the activity like when you're alone as opposed to when like your family's home? Um kids stir it up, man. And it's kind of like you know, you have all these kids that are talking about imaginary friends. You don't know what these fucking 
imaginary friends look like. The fact that mine shows these kids are like, oh, fuck, did you catch it? Did you catch it? Like, because there's nothing you could prepare for. It. It's never hurt them. Is it scary? Yeah, but how long are you going to stay scared? I can't deny it. Like, I'll always be scared because I can't let it go. These kids are like, fuck this. Like, hasn't done anything. Let's, let's catch it on camera. Let's follow it. Is it real? You know, and try to debunk it and follow it downstairs. And they hear it moving around. They get scared and come screaming up the stairs, laughing and crying at times. You know, some of them, they get real scared. But it's like an addiction for them, man. They're not like us. They don't know the full meaning of it. They're fucking pre-teens and try to talk about it with your friends they think you're nuts or you know trying to be cool so you know their reaction is a lot different than adults that can look it up and you know yeah it's that's an interesting point there it's 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 interesting how like uh like kids and animals seem to be more in tune with like paranormal activity i, I wonder if that's has to do with innocence or you know as adults we seem to you know lose focus on things because we're so stressed about other stuff i wonder if that's got something to do with their ability to be in tune with that kind of stuff if you listen to both of the videos my stepson was openly do you have the camera rolling and do you hear that this happens all the time if i could send you a thousand videos of us trying to catch shit on camera a lot of it the kids are like oh shit did you hear that let's go check it out like we live in a haunted house that all of us feel that is haunted. Some people may not think so. That's their opinion. Everyone's entitled to it. But when you live with it for so long and now you have somebody like a stepdad or your dad that publicizes this shit online, they're looking for that next video. They're, they hear that noise. I'm like, okay, well, dad's with me. I'm a big guy, lots of tattoos. Like, if it's somebody that's coming in the house, you better kill me because that's the only way you're going to get upstairs to my family. And these kids are like, fuck it, let's go see, let's go see. Are they scared? Hell yeah, look at him. He's peeking around the corner and, you know, the lights are on and boom, lights go out. I still have fingerprints on my hand from when he grabbed me. Like, oh, oh. It's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was... What an, else would do? <laughs> that was it's an intense video because there was literally no way out for you guys. It was there blocking the only exit from that basement outside of the window, and it's not like you're going to jump through a glass window unless stuff really went crazy. Yeah, no. And you heard him say that. Can we go out through a window or something? <laughs> like... <clears throat> there's no sense in freaking out because it just makes it worse because then you're going to have a panic attack and pass out. You yeah. know, we knew we were locked in there. He even mentioned that. Like, you fucking locked us in here. You know? And I was right. I did. People were like, oh, you were laughing. You could tell it was fake. It was like, <laughs> I'm laughing like, get it the fuck off. Let's go. You know, you don't know what's standing behind you. We just saw it standing by the fucking door. <laughs> like, yeah, we're standing in the hallway up the stairs right where it was standing. Like, you're going to get that anxious. Whoa, let's get the fuck out. Let's go. And it was standing there like menacing, like eight to 10 feet tall. You know, it was crazy. Dude, yeah. It's an unfinished basement. So you got to figure what? Those ceilings are 12 feet tall. 
Yeah, easily. It's just rafter beams. There's nothing to cover them. And the, his head was damn near to the fucking wood. Six Q, and that's a I can't even reach up and touch it that high, you know. Like, big dude, like I said, just like you. Imagine reaching up and you have to fill that rafter. It's not like something you grab like a baseball bat, your, your fingers are touching it. That's about it. And, like, another detail that people don't know about is you said that here recently, like, that cord got ripped off the rail, right? I was in the basement, I put some flour down because I'm convinced that's like how they do it in the movies if it's standing there there's no reason it shouldn't leave a footprint and i put it down but i didn't put it on the stick i put it all down on the floor right where that fucker was standing it was just me and i have my phone running and I backed into the corner and I stood and I put the camera above my head and showed there was nothing behind me. And then I walked every square inch of that basement, making sure that I didn't have a blind spot. I looked, sat down. <sighs> nothing happened. I heard some weird noises, nothing out of the, uh, you know, usual. And didn't hear the door or anything. Or just heard the basic shit. I was like, cool, walked over. There was footsteps that went all the way up the stairs, walked right through the main pile, went up to the stairs. The shoelace was untied, and there was two footprints that stood at the top of the door. You tell me how that happened, and I'm the only person down there, and you can go over every square foot of that basement on camera. And there is nowhere to hide. There's no way to rationalize that experience the way you described it. No. There's just there's just no way. I've had it go through the door and not open the screen. I've had footprints that went down the hallway towards the back guest room, which was right above that back corner. It's, it's untied the door. And there is no physical way to hide anybody. I'm getting ready to put all of that shit in the one stack out of the basement. Because if I do move out of here, which we are looking to buy another house, I, I don't want to have to go down there to get anything. Mm -hmm. And it'll just be a solid, clean basement to where you can't see anything. Not that there's anything to hide down there now. Especially somebody that's almost eight foot tall. It's a big motherfucker. Where are you going to hide him? Mm -hmm. You know, and to have the footprints go up like that, that scares me, man. There's something on there with me that's not even showing itself. And it literally steps in the powder and walks up the stairs, undoes the string, and walks down the hallway. You can follow it. And even with you moving out, I mean, just with the past experience and knowing what you know, you know it's going to follow you to the next location. Well, yeah. So what do you do? You know, you just do the best you can and pray for the best. And when it comes back, <laughs> you just get to know your house real well. <laughs> you know, you know where the dark spots are. You know where the blind spots are. It's just, it's something that you have to live with. You give a fuck, you know. Read all these comments of people. Call these people. Call that people. Guys, I can make my own viral video and get you the same fucking proof. 
<laughs> why would I have somebody else come do it for me? Like, Literal. And like you said, some of those people aren't out to identify real activity. They want to, you know, create drama. They don't want to see like real life stuff. Right. And how many of them actually lived with a real person, real hunting? Literally every day. They go through shit and they conduct their normal life. How many of them really have went through that? I'd say maybe a couple, a handful of them, but a majority of them, man, it's all shock and awe. Right. Get rid. And how I'm not many? discrediting any of them because, like I said, my videos are real to me. And if you like them and you believe them, then subscribe. Go for a ride. You know, that's the whole point of this type of platform. But some of these guys, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, I keep going back to man main going, I haven't seen evil until I've been in the Sally house. It's like, motherfucker, you still haven't seen evil. <laughs> Go brush your hair, fuck you more times, you fucking clown. Get out of here with that. And it's you like, know, like you seriously. said, how many of these people have gone back and like reinvestigated or helped out or gave you an update? I haven't seen anybody. No, no one does the follow-up. Huh? Unless it's like an abandoned place and they have to go back. Like I said, man, I'm going to throw Mind Seed TV major props because they do do follow-ups. It is good quality content, and that's why they have as many followers. A lot of these other yahoos, like, do they read the other stories. For example, the Sally House. They left a book on the dining room table, and <laughs> you get to read all these fucking numbskulls, goddamn alleged experiences. And, dude, I slept in that house like a baby. Rob was up all night. Kate was up all night. Like, just freaking out. And I'm out cold, man. Woke up at 11. And Rob was, like, halfway asleep. Kate didn't sleep at all. <laughs> like, hearing weird noises. The lights were going on and off all night. Doors were slamming. We, we recorded it all, of course. And I'm just, like, out going, all right, guys. It's just something wanting to play. The nursery was really active. The only thing that did scare was he had that necrophonics app on. Now, there are two very different versions of that app. One, you just listen to it through the speakers of your phone. Or two, you put earbuds in and it cancels out all noises other than what you can hear in there. And it's not one word that comes through. It's sentences that you wouldn't have heard before until you put that on and blindfold yourself. So Rob did that. And I'm in the next room down the hall whispering questions and he would yell out shit that he would hear. And it was answering them scary enough to the point and on point that there's no way he could have heard me. It's all on camera. And that's cranked up as loud as it can go. And I'm whispering 60 feet away. Yeah, I've and seen it that video. Bring the questions to the point where I was like, cut it. It's done. Turn the cameras off. We're done with that. Like serious, scary shit. <laughs> like I asked if it wanted to hurt him. It's like, absolutely. Keep doing this type of shit. And I'm gonna like serious answers were coming out of that thing. I can't explain that, but I stopped it all. And he's got the footage of it, which will be released. 
but it was scary enough for me to stop it and gave me that bad of a, a vibe for sure. Yeah, I saw that video and I can confirm everything you just said. And when it does get released, you'll see for yourself. Right. But evil, Tim, and all the listeners out there, you'll know evil when you come face to face with it. And believe me, you'll come face to face with it. It's not scared. It's not going to hide in the background. You're going to wake up one night and it's going to be staring right at you with no face, jet black, blocking everything out and make you frozen. You wake up with scratches on your body and no blankets. You wake up and all your water's on, your kitchen sink, your bathroom, two sinks, your shower, your bathtub, all the water in all the guest bathrooms are fucking on, the other shower. You have no idea how long it's been on. Like, dude, I've gotten $500 water bills because fucking I'm at work. My wife's at work. There's no one home. You know, water's been running all fucking day. Cabinets are open. Shit's all over the floor. One day I came home, the fucking refrigerator was open, milk scattered all over the fucking place. Like, you know, just knocked a gallon of milk out, exploded on the floor. We have dogs that weigh seven pounds, so there's no way they could have opened it up and pushed out the fucking milk. <laughs> you know, like, they're a little bit bigger than, you know. What was the um, activity like when you were on the road that, you know... Was like shit just trashed in the house when you got back? Was it, you know, just fine? Or well, my wife just said it was a lot of knocking and banging and doors shutting and TV shutting on and off, shit flickering, pictures falling off the wall. Kind of like it was mad that you weren't around to play. Right, but I definitely felt safe in some of the scariest places. Like, go ahead and try it. <laughs> like, I dare you. See what happens. Just come talking to the box or the camera and let's get this shit over with. Just like the hospital, the Sally house, the same thing. It was like, you're not going to scare me. I know you're not evil. You're definitely not a little girl. Fuck off. And I was provoking the shit out of it in the basement. And we left there and the camera caught some really cool shit. Really did but I wasn't afraid down there. And that's supposedly the scariest place of the house. Fuck that. And you, even before you went on that trip, you had an unfortunate event that you posted about like a car accident and people swear that they see like a, a shadow figure sitting in the back seat of that picture. Who knows, man, it fucked me up though. Like you said, it can manifest as probably a shadow or just an event or, you know, bad luck. You know, you just never know how or you know evil is going to come at you nah just i know that somebody pulled out uh in front of me while i was in a middle lane to an off-ramp to go to another you know stay on the highway it's a, a four-lane road that one goes eastbound one goes west i was right in that middle that you can go east or west on well she was in the stopped lane just jumped over in front of me and i just clipped the corner and I went flying through the windshield or into the windshield and broke it and hit my face on the steering wheel. And it was just at the corner of the car on my BMW where it didn't deploy the airbags. So I took that full blunt and then over it took about two days. And then, you know, I couldn't see out of my right eye hardly at all. 
And they made me take a photo because the cops didn't show up. They said if it wasn't drugs or alcohol involved or nobody's dead, to just exchange information and leave. Well, I was smart enough to make her do a video saying, yeah, I pulled out in front of him. I was in a hurry to get to the airport. But that chick brought me to a complete stop from 75 to 80 miles an hour. That was the speed limit. And I took a photo of the car, took a couple of them. And sure as shit, man, there's something in the back seat at that point. Not, not a shadow from a moving vehicle over on the side of the highway. It wasn't me. You could see me on the ground. And the very next shot, there was nothing there. And it definitely did look like something in the Cape. Which anybody who's watched your latest video here, No Way Out, you, when that thing's originally blocking the thing, it's standing there in like a cape or an overcoat of some sort. And huge. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. We've talked about a lot tonight. We're over an hour and 10 minutes. Is there any like final thoughts that you want to send out to like your listeners as like maybe a cautionary tale or words of advice or anything you want to put like an exclamation point on your point of view on this situation? Open your mind. Open your eyes. Try sitting in the darkest corner of your house. See what happens. You know, I'll, I'll keep, you know, looking for answers for myself. I, I would say a majority of what I talked about tonight that was, you know, on point for me, not sidetracked like I did a few times. It's just hard to talk about this all the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hopefully figure it out. That's, that's my whole goal. And I'll keep documenting the stuff in the house. Um, we will have a static cam that runs 24-7 in the basement that will be behind a paywall. Um, and we'll try to figure it out. But my, my main goal is, is to take some of these coordinates and places that you guys are sending me and really try to find evil. So that way when I do go ask for help this time, I'm, I can definitely say, hey, look, these are the the instances that I've experienced and this is, you know, what I know it to be at this point. And I've got all of this stuff documented and this is what I do, you know, to figure this out. And then maybe just maybe then I can get the right help and then help other people get the help that they need. Cause this isn't a life to live, man. It sucks. Yeah, that's difficult. And I think that's what like the viewers don't really understand. They're, they're entertained by it but they're not living the experience like you are. Right. And it's, it's not something that you can document 24 hours a day. It just gets monotonous and boring. You just record the instances as they happen and pray you get them on. Some you do, some you don't. You just wait for the next one. You just got to kind of sneak up on it. But when it wants to be known, it's definitely going to do it. You just got to be at the right place at the right time with your camera. It gets kind of old carrying around the phone that's the size of a laptop so right some some videos have the kids in them and the wife and some of them don't for privacy reasons i haven't posted really anything and that has all of them in it my stepson you know was here and we were hanging out alone and we happened to catch that type of footage and we put it out that's that 
and there's more content to come. So people are going to have to stay tuned to, uh, you know, the podcast, the live streams, the YouTube, the TikTok, everything that you're creating content on. They're going to have to stay tuned to see uh, the continuing story. And let's just build the community, guys. You have this channel. There's going to be some changes coming up, of course, to everything to make it a little bit more user friendly for everybody. You know, we have a lot of things going on. Just stay tuned. And, you know, if you want to be a part of the community, there's a lot of different ways. Tim can put it out. We have merch rolling out here soon. You know, just stick with like-minded people and have good conversations and get a sit down and pick my brain. Dino with the devil's back up and running. A lot of this stuff that, you know, are one-on-one with Rob and Tim, you can catch on here. And again, lap dances and lattes, I keep promoting because guys, it helps me to talk about shit that isn't paranormal. So come on in there, get weird. Tell us what you do. Tell us about your life. You know, it could be anything. You got something you got on your mind you want to get off. This is what helped me. This tonight helped me. And now all of you have two different platforms besides being in front of a camera. You can come and tell your story. And that's, that's what I want to highlight. I want to, I want to hear your story and, you know, tell you mine one-on-one and collectively see if we can do something to better both of our situations. And that's my goal. I think that's Tim's goal and Rob's goal as well. Absolutely. We're trying to build a good community where people can come without being, you know, or the fear of being, you know, ostracized or belittled and talk about their experiences. Right. On anything, pick a, pick a platform. We have one dedicated to just paranormal Dino Nugget 741's fans can stick with Dino with the devil. And then you'll have this and however it evolves. Maybe we combine the two. And then you'll have lap dances and lattes with just Tim and myself while Rob's hands are quite full with Dino. So, yeah, until next time, appreciate everybody listening. And, you know, if I'm wrong or you guys think that it's something wrong, make sure you leave a comment. And it would mean a lot because, you know, Tim keeps me up to date on stuff like this. And, you know, this is kind of being our baby as you know, educating ourselves as a community and moving forward in that direction. I appreciate it. And welcome Tim to the team. And, you know, now you guys know the crew. Yep. You heard it here. Uh, Evil in his basement manifestation of the mind. You heard it here till next time and stay humble. Have a good night guys. Is it over?